Hello, welcome to the St. Paul's Podcast, where you'll find talks from our Sunday services. For more information, feel free to check out our website, stpauls.co.uk. Thank you. The reading this evening is from Isaiah chapter 9, starting at verse 1. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We've reached the beginning of a new year. I don't know if you've missed that or you think I'm a month out This is the beginning of the church year. And as church, we mark time differently. So happy new church year. And how do we begin this season? It's quite ironic, I think. We're hurtling towards Christmas. And yet the church year begins and we are invited to watch and wait. How countercultural that is. I used to think that I was quite good at waiting. I'm not. Ask my husband, he'll tell you. But I've been practicing. You see, I don't know if you can see this at the back. It's a tulip bulb. And this is part of how I'm learning to wait. You see, I used to, well, I love spring. And I used to anticipate spring, but I arrived at spring, but I'd done none of the preparation. You see, this can sit in the garden shed, but unless it enters the darkness, transformation is not going to come. 
And Steve will probably also tell you that once these are planted, and I am a bit of a tulip nut, um, many packages arrive at our door with copious amounts of tulips. Along our patio from the kitchen sink, I've often been known to disappear out on a cold winter's morning in my dressing gown to peek. Has anything changed? I am watching and I am waiting because I'm eager for spring. So we're watching and waiting. And I think it's not perhaps lost on you and I that we're watching and waiting in physical darkness. We're hurtling towards also the shortest day. The darkness grows. And perhaps that sums up how we feel at the moment, looking at the world. So, as we enter the story that Lucy's just read for us, the people of Israel and Judah are in a terrible state. King Ahaz has turned away from the sign God has offered. But here Isaiah begins to speak. He speaks and prophesies that a greater king is coming. And I wonder, these glorious words that we've heard at the end of this reading, what would it have been like to have heard them? These people were deep in rebellion against God. And Isaiah is bringing the ultimate good news. Jesus is coming. And I wonder, what did the hearers of those words think God had in mind? Could they have imagined that God himself was going to come? And come in a most vulnerable way. I think it would have been beyond their wildest imaginations that God would break into the world like this. But I'm reminded from the prophecy to the birth of Jesus, there were 700 years. That's a lot of waiting. So I wonder what you and I, what can we do in this season of waiting? Can you see it as a gift from God? No, we're not, as the hearers of those words, waiting for Jesus to come the first time. We are waiting each day, I would say, for Christ to be reborn in our hearts. And I think that's part of what this season is about. I think this season is also very loaded. And I think the word that describes it is yearnings. It's loaded with memories that we have of Christmases, good and bad. But I think something deeper stirs within us. And I think God is in those yearnings. Yearnings that we arrive at Christmas not with wondering how we got here and not having thought at all about Jesus. 
So in these moments, I want to share with you perhaps some thoughts about how we might enter this season. Please, would you hear them as an invitation to, not an ought? But I wonder whether we can help one another because we do this individually, but we do this as community so that we can talk about the things that we're trying. How it, how's it going? We can encourage one another. So firstly, I think we, in this season, we wait with God. We don't wait for God. And I think for me, that's been really helpful to reframe waiting. God is not somehow, as that great Bette Midler song is, says, from a distance, God is watching us. He is ever present. He's closer than the breath I now take that you take. He's with me in every circumstance as I go through this season whether you're waiting in a frustrating long line at the supermarket with your patience being tested because you don't have the time, you're sitting in the doctor's surgery worrying what you might hear, or whether you're awake at four o'clock in the morning and your mind is buzzing. God is with us. And maybe we can imagine the longing that God has for us to connect with him in these seasons and moments. And I would like to to invite you into something I would call Advent pauses, Advent moments. So if you find yourself frustrated because the train's been cancelled and you are forced to wait, or whether you are waiting at the post office to buy the Christmas stamps and you can't believe the cue. I wonder whether we can use those moments to invite God. He's already there. What's missing is my presence to him. So I wonder whether we can use what I would call a breath prayer. Emmanuel God, with me now, help me to see you in this place. And when I start to pray those prayers, I start to notice the harassed cashier and I stop focusing on myself. I can pray for her maybe, or somebody that God has brought into my mind. Secondly, God invites us to wait with him exactly where we are. Your life as it is now, not as you wish it might be, in all the frustrations, in all the mundaneness of all the things that we have to do in this season, that's where God will meet you and I. I don't know what your circumstances are at the moment, but I know from extended members of our family who are are walking difficult journeys. And people are hungry for hope at the moment. People are facing darkness and actually looking with emptiness, trying to find hope. And sometimes it's difficult even for people to describe what they're facing. 
So I wonder if a practice in this season, if that describes somewhat you out there, it's to light a candle. It says to God, I know you're here. I don't have words to pray what I'm going through, but the lighting of the candle is the truth that I am not alone in this darkness and you are with me. God knows the things of our hearts when we can't utter them to him. He knows and he sits in the darkness with you. When we find those we love walking in difficult paths, we we want to take people's pain away, don't we? And sometimes we can't. And it reminds me of a story. It may come back from our Knowing God Better days, but it's very apt now. And it's the story of somebody who couldn't pay their electricity bill. They were in physical darkness. And a friend came and said, I cannot pay your bill but I will come and sit with you in the darkness. So friends, in this Advent time, maybe we can be that for one another, that we, as it were, metaphorically sit in the darkness together. Or maybe we light a candle. And also I'm reminded in waiting that I am not in control. I never have been and I never will be of my circumstances, but God is. I'm reminded that I walk daily with the shepherd by my side and I can turn to him. He will never leave me, he will never leave you. I'm also reminded in this season that we are pilgrims And we are not trying to get anywhere fast. But we are trying to become people. We're trying to become people who reflect Christ. So to wait is a willingness to slow down as part of that pilgrimage. And invite in to notice what God is doing. Somebody very helpfully said to me recently, when you're uh, noticing what's going on in your life, hold your hands out and see, just like sand, what, what sits with you. Just notice that. Notice the movements of where God is at work. So I come back to my tulips. I've waited three months and... I anticipate that they will be glorious. That's what I can see from my window. And it brings me joy. And part of the joy has been in waiting. I've planted them. I've waited. I've watched. And the sunlight and the light has brought them to life. Thanks, Steve. And as we wait with God in this season we anticipate all that is to come we marvel again at that phrase which is so familiar to us Emmanuel, God with us 
And saying, I think when we stop and we notice, our vision of God has become larger. I marvel at the self-emptying God who comes into my mess and your mess and says, I'm with you. So as I finish, these are just some practices that I want to offer to you. Please do not hear an ought or should. I just offer them, and if they're helpful to you. The first is a lovely book called Pauses for Advent by um, a dear man, Trevor Hudson. It's a short reflection and an invitation perhaps with a practice at the end of it. So come and ask me if you're interested in that. The second one is, in these boxes, I have some candles. And if that's helpful to you, there are no numbers on them. I was so blessed to get an Advent candle yesterday. These don't have numbers. These are for you to, to burn when you can, as you can. Maybe with a cup of coffee in the morning or maybe over a meal. It's an, it's an invitation to say, Lord, I'm here. Would you come to me afresh this Advent? There's something else that I subscribe to, um, something that comes into my inbox, something from Brian Draper, and if you'd be interested, come and ask me afterwards why I use that practice. But please hear also that for some of you, it might be that you do nothing that you learn the word no without feeling guilty or time that you've made for yourself, absolutely you don't feel guilty. That's time that you and God are going to sit with a cup of coffee. It will look different from each, for each of us, but that's okay because we're all in different seasons. I'd like to end with a prayer that I have found really helpful at the beginning of Advent. So... Please may I pray that for us in this season. God with us, as we enter this season of longing and waiting, bear with us a little longer. Be patient with our impatience. You have journeyed with us from the beginning of time, yet still we miss signs of your presence. When we are blinded by the brashness of the season, open our eyes to the glimpses of your glory. When we want simple answers, Open our minds to the hints of your incarnation. And when we are deafened by our own shouting, open our eyes to the whispers of your grace. May we share with you in longing for the restoration and renewal. And may we be watchful for the light that breaks through the darkness of our world. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed listening to this talk. 
we have a series of other podcasts available from our Sunday services. For more information, please visit our website, stpools.co.uk. Thank you.